Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another weekly installment of the Duo Sense podcast. I'm your host, as always, Andrew Orozco. Today, I have, as usual, the unnecessary one, the curly-haired one, the... I don't care what he calls himself, but he he considers himself the Mexican Wolverine, Johnny. What's up, guys? You did a good job, Johnny. You you held it in this time. You held it in. Mm-hmm. You guys can't tell because we're audio, we're an audio only podcast. But Johnny was fighting from like yeah, what the I start think. is always rough. It's always the most awkward part of this pod. Like he has to like fight to not laugh for some reason, and I don't know. I never know what's so funny. But um, anyways, here we are. So Johnny, we have a jam packed. Uh, news episode this week we have five different stories going on four of which are basically the same story just kind of different facets of the same story and then the last one is its own separate thing involving uh sony but we'll get to that in order so first let's start with the first one johnny and that is that apparently epic offered sony 200 million dollars for first party playstation exclusives this story comes from tyler wilde that's actually a cool name. Uh, writing for PC Gamer. So if you guys want to check out the article, it's on there. It says, Microsoft has been less receptive to the Epic Game Store, and Nintendo was seemingly a non-starter. The Epic versus Apple trial, which we're going to get into, keeps delivering interesting information, particularly about deals and spending related to the Epic Game Store. We've learned, for example, that in 2019 and 2020, Epic promised about $1 billion in advances for exclusives including $115 million for Borderlands 3. Now, whether that's a good price or not, we'll get into that later. As the story goes, it continues, as a new trial exhibit, which was apparently released accidentally, shows that Epic offered Sony a $200 million advance to get first-party PlayStation games on the Epic Game Store exclusively. We don't know what kind of deal Epic and Sony may have arrived at, as the document in question was made, was made before any handshake. So this is kind of more like a proposal. It says that Epic offered Sony $200 million for four to six titles and was awaiting Sony's response. Oh, MG Plus, it says. $200 million and MG Plus. MG surely stands for minimum guarantee, which is how Epic refers to these exclusivity deals. It's the minimum revenue Epic guarantees a game publisher will make with an Epic Game Store exclusive, whether or not their game actually sells enough to cover it. So it sounds like this is like the money they're going to get regardless of how it performs. Like you're guaranteed a minimum of performance or revenue, I guess. The wording is somewhat ambiguous. Is it $200 million per game or $200 million for all four to six games? It depends on the specific games, surely. And so far, only two Sony published games have released exclusively on the Epic Store. Ready Set Heroes and Predator Hunting Grounds. One hopes Epic didn't put down $200 million for Predator Hunting Grounds and $200 million for both wouldn't make sense either. Either a total difference deal was struck in the end or those two games are part of a bigger batch of Sony published exclusives coming to the Epic Game Store. Other Sony published games have released on the Epic Game Store, just not exclusively. Horizon Zero Dawn launched on the Epic Game Store and Steam simultaneously, and the upcoming PC release of Days Gone will do the same. If I had to guess, the original $200 million pitch targeted those games, not Ready, Set, Heroes, but it's just a guess. Okay, there's a more. It says, Epic and Sony don't always see eye to eye. They had a bit of an argument over crossplay. That's our next, we'll get to that. 
but they are pretty tight. The PlayStation company even owns a bit of Epic. Sony put $200 million into their business recently and invested $250 million last year. Sony's clearly got the ear of Epic CEO. Uh, that's uh, his name, Tim, Tim Sweeney, I want to say. A controlling shareholder. To, yeah, there you go. Controlling shareholder Tim Sweeney and vice versa. As for Microsoft, Epic's initial talks apparently turned up resistance. The document notes that the head of Xbox, Xbox Game Pass for PC didn't like what Epic was up to with its store. And then Microsoft viewed Epic as a company it was competing with to sign games. It also mentions that Xbox head Phil Spencer and Valve boss Gabe Newell were having meetings at the time. No surprise there, Microsoft quite openly backed Valve when it started putting its games on Steam again, including the Halo Master Chief Collection. As for going, as for getting Nintendo games on the Epic Game Store, there may not even have been an attempt. The document describes the idea as a moonshoot and non-starter. Sounds about right. So there's a little bit more, but we're just gonna leave it there. Of course, Nintendo, like there's no way you're gonna get Nintendo to come out on PC. They're like strictly against the entire idea. So that makes sense. Johnny, what do you think about, uh, you know, Epic's, Epic Games, you know, in general, Epic Games, you know, the creators of Fortnite, um, mm-hmm. the Unreal Engine. They also have uh, their own competing PC storefront against Steam. They have like, the, right, the Epic Games Store. Uh, what do you think about them trying to secure like Sony exclusives on there for PC? I'm more curious why Sony would kind of give them the time, you know? Well, I don't know if they give them the time necessarily because there's a part where it mentions, like, says, like, we don't know for sure, like, what the actual, we don't know, like, the correspondence was like. We just know, like, this was, like, the pro- proposed uh, deal. And then we don't know for sure, like, hey, if somebody was like, okay, like, we'll do this or, like, no, we won't do this. Well, maybe because I'm just being greedy. It just concerns me that it, it kind of sounds like Sony was more interested than anybody else. Well, with Microsoft, they, it was kind of like, a, like, hey, like we're competing against you guys. Like, we're not doing anything with you because we also have like our own PC like presence already. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo just doesn't, Nintendo just doesn't get involved outside of its own like ecosystem. So for them to go to Sony, I guess makes sense. We're kind of like, well, hold, like, hold on, like, Sony doesn't have games at the time. Didn't put games on PC, and like they're not like as obtuse as Nintendo is. So maybe they thought like. Sony would be like their only like hope for that to work. I think I would like to see Mario though on a on a PC for the keyboard and the mouse. I think Nintendo would... probably wouldn't do that just because they would want to open up their games to like the modding community. Oh, that'd be dope. Dude. I think that's why they don't probably. They don't want to risk. You know, they're very protective. They're like I told you, like they're like the Disney of video games. Like they're very protective yeah. of their image. Two hundred million dollars. It sounds like the like it says like the the minimum guaranteed like. So there, it's really not a lose lose. It sounds like a win win for if Sony had gone that way. But we know now, we know for sure now that Sony didn't take that offer, right? Because they did release release uh, Days Gone, not Days Gone, sorry, Death Stranding and Horizon Zero Dawn also on Steam through Steam. So they clearly didn't take that offer, right? So do you feel that was the only incentive uh, for Sony, just the money? I'm sure it was the money, but I think Sony must. I guess whatever that actual proposed deal was, like it wasn't good enough. And we just didn't get that. We just didn't see the correspondence. We didn't see like the reply to that. Because Sony went after all. Like we have Days Gone coming out soon. We have Death Stranding on PC. We have Horizon Zero on PC. And it sounds like those games did extremely well for them. Yeah, but those are all pretty old games. True. That is true. That is very true. Like the, I mentioned the Borderlands 3 deal, right? Like how much they paid 100 and something. 115 million for Borderlands 3. But that's because it was going to launch exclusively on PC only through Epic Games. At launch. 
So that's a new that was at that time a new game. I'm just curious if you think um you think they were two hundred million dollars, you think that's like a low ball offer? Yeah, for that's what I thought too. For older PS games though, games are like five plus years old though. Okay, I just don't want it to happen, is my thing. You don't want Sony for, to for older games, I don't know what the what the profit margin is, but I just don't want the games on PC. But weren't you happy last time when Horizon Zero came out on PC? Weren't you like happy? Like you thought like it was a good move for Sony? I don't remember saying that. I thought okay, maybe you did it. I think or maybe that was me. I think I said it made sense if you have IPs lying around not making money, you might as well put them well, make money. The only benefit is Sony gets more money and that means more development for Sony and that's Sony okay, that's rebels. what you said. That's what I okay. That might have been what I said. I remember that's what you said. Uh but also I think everybody wins too. I think PC players win too. Uh gamers in general win. Games are more available to everybody. Yeah, but it could also mean less consoles for for Sony. Less sales for Sony, right? Yeah. But if they're older games, I mean, studies have shown well, like I also mean less consoles because if everybody thinks they're gonna go to PC, then why buy? Oh, I think you like a head, like preventative. Okay, I see what you After mean. The fact, yeah. That makes sense. I get what you're saying there. Yeah, two hundred million seems low ball, especially for like I don't know. You have to imagine Horizon. Well, for six games, if it really is six. Four games, to six. Sounds low. It sounds like that was kind of like kind of like like I don't want to. I don't want to throw all my money on the table, so let me just put like a little bit up front and then see what they say. Yeah, or maybe Epic knows the numbers for Sony. Like, hey, you're not going to get another $30 million for this game, so you might as well. Exactly. Especially if it's an older game, like mm-hmm. five plus years. Like, those games aren't getting sales anymore. Putting them on PC will kind of like add new life to them, so to speak. Yeah. So, all right, moving on to our next story. And for those of people who are not entirely sure about the what's going on with the whole Epic versus Apple thing, this was a. Uh, it was something that happened last year. I want to say back in July, maybe June. It was definitely over the summer, but basically there was an issue where Apple. I want to correct me if I'm wrong here, Johnny. But Apple basically updated their phones or something so that they. Oh no no no! They removed Fortnite from. I think Epic didn't like the deal that that Apple was giving with the cut when the games were up on. On Apple, right? Right. Well, so that, then, that was so, the thing, though. They went around where like you can't get you can't get Fortnite, you can't download it from the App Store. You have to actually go to the through the through the web browser and download a I think they call that API patch file or something like that. Okay, yeah. It's like you have to download the app, but you can't go through the App Store because the App Store charges you like for every single in-app purchase. Yeah, the so, Epic Store was charging less than Apple was. So yeah. then, so then Epic was giving them shit, giving Apple shit. So then. Apple was just like, okay, get the fuck out. And that's when uh, Epic said, like, see, guys, they got a fucking monopoly. And this is why we got to go into this. Uh, we got to sue them. Exactly. They got to sue them. But they kind of framed it as like kind of like a Robin Hood kind of persona where it's like, mm-hmm. we're doing this for the little guy. And like Epic is definitely not in any. I mean, I guess compared to Apple, that's like the only person they'd be compared to. Like, yeah, it really just comes down to that. They, they want to be charged less for, for Apple. They want to give less cuts, basically. Yes. To. Yeah. uh for purchases for like you know battle yeah, pass and, I think and that big bucks and all that. At, at 30 percent is a commission, right? Yeah. So they went around their they went around their back and basically made it so you can only download it through like a separate website, so you don't have to give Apple that thirty percent cut. And so Apple stopped supporting it or something. I think they removed it from their store. Mm-hmm. And so Epic sees that as like a huge cut in their revenue. And they kind of frame this as like a Robert, like, hey, it's not just for me. It's for all the little guys out there, too. And so nine months later, here we are. It's finally going to court. And as a result, all these story, 
<coughs> sorry, my mouth is dry. As a result, all of these stories, all of these like leaked documents and stuff that are even even remotely related to the case are being public are being published on the public record. And so major game journalists are like just sifting through like I guess there's like a specific server where all this stuff is going on, like for the court. Mm-hmm. I guess that's how that works. Like they put it for where so the lawyers have access to it. Okay. And then that stuff is like instantly getting like redacted redacted from like people who don't like like whoa like we don't want that information out there like we haven't even announced that game or whatever and like people are just like too late it's in the public record like we were and it's like oh so there's a lot of developers right now that are not happy about this i'm gonna look for the story later but it was like a part where like the judge got so pissed off where she's like like if i hear like one more like petition for redacting something like like that's it like she's like she's just pissed it was like she said like she had gotten like 10 different appeals from different developers like can we like redact this information about this name, about this company, about, and she was like, just like, why are you guys like so secretive? Cause only the video game industry is like this crazy, like paranoid secretive compared to like film or music and stuff. Yeah. But, but why is that weird? We all get it. They want to make a giant announcement at some point. It right? just seems I mean, weird to me that they're so like, like, so Oh my God, we can't get that out. Like, like if a movie gets announced, like through like something like no one cares. It's like, okay. If it's, of a song or whatever comes up like early or whatever. Or well, ex- I mean, it matters for, for Sony and Microsoft, right? Cause if the game is exclusive, it's some people still haven't purchased the console and it really comes down to a game. So if they keep it a secret for a, a timeline, I mean, what if, uh, like final fantasy, what if they knew Final Fantasy 16? Yeah. For final fantasy. What if they knew that Sony was going to have it for about a year? Right. Well, we, we we usually find that stuff out like right away when it gets announced. Like Final Fantasy VII Remake had like a year exclusive. Now, now it got pushed another six months, actually. But anyways, I just found it, it's interesting how like they're like super secretive about it. And, the, and the, even the judge is like pissed off. Like I'm not going to like pull anything else from like the record or whatever. So anyways, next story is ten, tangentially related to Fortnite. Uh, Sony took issue with letting Fortnite game gamers play with users of other platformers. This story comes way of uh, the Washington Post. You guys want to look it up? It says two documents entered into evidence by Apple about Sony have been removed after Sony requested confidentially confidentiality. However, both had already been published to an online repository of evidence. That's what I was talking about, Johnny. As Judge Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers said on Tuesday, I'm not sure if at this point whether the genie is out of the bottle. In one email thread captured in the since-removed documents, Epic Games Vice President of Business Development Joe Kreiner wrote that if Epic and Sony can announce cross-play together or the ability to play on PlayStation alongside users on other platforms simultaneously, Epic will go out of its way to make Sony look like heroes. Gio Corsi, Senior Director at Sony, no longer there, but he used to be, Replied, sorry that you feel things are moving too slowly for Epic with PlayStation and cross-platform play. I was under the impression that there was no movement with Microsoft on cross-platform. Has that changed? He added He added that cross-platform play is not a slam dunk no matter the size of the title. The hiccup? It wasn't clear to Sony how PlayStation benefited from the arrangement. Many companies were exploring the idea, Corsi said, but not a single one can explain how cross-console play improves the PlayStation business. I get That's it. how I feel. Kreiner responded that cross-play would increase player engagement and likely lead to increased revenue. Microsoft is close to resolution. I'm out with them tonight, he said. This is cool. Like seeing like the behind the scenes, like, hey man, like we're trying to make this deal happen. And like, hey, I'm talking to Microsoft tonight. Like, hey, PlayStation, if I can convince them to like, carry you on board, like, 
This is cool stuff, so. Ultimately, Epic got what it wanted. In September 2018, PlayStation announced crossplay in Fortnite would be available. Part of the deal included Epic agreeing to pay Sony royalties if revenue fell below a certain threshold from enabling crossplay. Sweeney, Epic CEO, confirmed in Monday testimony, so that was this past Monday, that Epic had to pay revenue to Sony in certain cases, such as if someone made in-game purchases on iPhone, but spent most of their time playing on PlayStation. Xbox also showed a bit of its hand in upcoming Game Pass's deal. Okay, that's kind of unrelated to that. This, I found that story to be interesting. Johnny, what do you think about this? How Sony's kind of like, like this literally does not benefit from us. And it sounds like Sony's the only one of the big three, Nintendo and Microsoft. Well, I just can't think of any benefits for it. I don't really care. For you don't think just having the goodwill of being like, hey guys, like we're going to do this thing to let players play where they want to play kind of thing. You don't think that alone, like good, good goodwill carries you kind you of think it's goodwill or, or Microsoft finds an angle to maybe make more money. You think it's just strictly goodwill? No, of course not. We know that now it's not goodwill. Well, I'm asking because I, I can't really tell. How is Microsoft oh, or Nintendo making money out of this? And how does this benefit Sony? I I don't get how this bridge is doing anything for any of them. I have to imagine. Well, we know like in the past, for example, that Sony, I mean, I'm sorry, Microsoft and Nintendo are much more willing to work with each other because mm-hmm. they've done it before. They did it with, um, they did, they were the first ones to do with Fortnite. Cause remember for a long time, PlayStation was a hold down. People were like, Hey, like Sony, what, what gives? Like, why can't we play? Like, like it was even like a marketing campaign where it was like, it was like a Fortnite thing. And it was like, and at the end it showed like both the switch logo and Microsoft logo together, the Xbox logos. And how does it improve the like, player? Huh? How does it improve things for the player? Being able to play with people on different platforms. Like let's say your friends don't have a switch. You have a switch, mm-hmm. but you don't have an Xbox. So they have an Xbox. Like if your friends are playing on the same systems, then you guys can play together. That's like a huge like deal for some people. I know for some people it is. I've talked to people who are like, mm-hmm. I remember like for Call of Duty, like Modern Warfare, like Brian plays on PC. Uh, some of his friends play on PC. I play on PS4 and like we're able to cross play through that. And it's like, great. We don't have to buy like, the game multiple times. And they get to have like their PC experience. I still get to play PS4 and we still have a good time together. It's neat, but I still don't know why Sony doesn't want to do it. Is there somewhere along that where Sony like notices like we're just going to lose a bunch of money if we do this? Yeah, I, the logic sounds sound like hey, like if you people play on PlayStation, right? They play on PlayStation, but they mm-hmm. do like they don't purchase they don't purchase like the V Bucks and season passes through the PlayStation Store and say they do it on like i said through a draw the phone or whatever or some other sort like if you can carry your character over to like nintendo or xbox and that means you can also just buy the v bucks and season pass through those other stores not through only the psn store so sony's not seeing commission on that so that's why they're like how does this, this opens up a nut, more pathways for us to lose money rather than gain money all right so let me let me try to wrap my head around that so other stores will sell like a skin is what you're saying yeah instead of buying it on the on the playstation store Mm -hmm. right yeah and it's still tied to that same account Uh uh-huh that your epic or whatever it is for fortnite oh you know what it could also be if your account is attached to all those skins you can and like fortnite is one of your favorite games you can't just suddenly decide like okay well i'm just gonna get an xbox but you can't transfer all your skins so you're like, well, I'm not going to move away from PlayStation because all my content is stuck there, right? I get. I don't know for sure that's how that works. You're, I'm, uh, you're asking me something that I don't know about for sure. 
what I'm telling you is the issue that Sony like specifically raised, and it's right here in the article. Uh, let me find it. Here it goes. Sony Epic CEO uh, Tim Sweeney confirmed Monday testimony that Epic had to pay revenue to Sony in certain cases, such as if someone made in-game purchases on the iPhone but spent most of their time playing on PlayStation. So they have the same account, right? On the mm-hmm. PlayStation they play on, but maybe they just find it easier to get V-Bucks or the season pass through their phone. If they're getting stuff through their phone, Sony doesn't see a commission through that because they're not using the PSN store to get it. Well, that's what I'm saying. If, if you have your big your giant collection on playstation you're less incentivized to purchase purchase it somewhere else because if you purchase it somewhere else and you're doing crossplay, all that content is going back and forth yes but if it's all on playstation you're not as incentivized to, to purchase it from a different store again if someone spends most of their time playing on playstation mm-hmm. but they decide to make a purchase on their iphone like if they weren't playing ball before they wouldn't have that option before and then they would be forced to go through the psn store I think we're saying the same thing, just differently. Okay, because I'm trying to understand. You're talking about you're talking about taking content somewhere else. I'm like, what? Like, well, you're forced to leave. You're you're stuck with that content on PlayStation, right? But say if you like Fortnite and you want to buy an Xbox, then you can't transfer your Sony stuff to to Xbox, right? Well, you can now, but not before that. No, if you were doing crossplay. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're not doing crossplay. You're incentivized to just stay where you're at and keep buying content on the PlayStation oh, Store. Okay, I get you. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So now that we have crossplay, it's like, well, I want an Xbox and I already have all my Sony stuff, so now I can bring all my junk over here. Mm-hmm. But not if you don't have crossplay, then you're just stuck. Yeah, okay, I get it. Now you're talking about the alternative. Okay. Yeah. Now I get what you're saying. Yes, yes. I was yeah, okay. <laughs> I was confused, but you're talking about the alternative. I got you. I think, yeah, uh, I think it may obviously make sense, right? Basically how they're just paying subsidies where it's like Oh, like so and so has a PlayStation account. This is like this is like their primary, like where they play, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they purchase something that's not through PlayStation. Epic actually funnels part of the commit, or they. I don't think they would take the commission from the other because that would be unfair. They basically subsidizing it for Sony. They pays Sony like what the I guess what the percentage would be. Okay. Yeah. To basically keep them happy. Mm-hmm. So like this is like the alternative for like the deal, plus like the whole minimum guarantee. Like hey. If like people are, if you have a lot of your people on your system on PlayStation and they start buying like a lot of content outside of PlayStation, like we'll pay you the difference kind of thing. Yeah. So when Sony says they don't want to do crossplay, I think that that might be one of the main factors. And to me, it makes sense because Sony has a bigger platform. Yeah, hemorrhaging hemorrhaging money. Yeah. Of the three big console players, they are like you know factually the biggest player around basically. So yeah. they just don't want to be like hemorrhaging money on the side. I get it. I get it. I just. I just think it's funny how Epic's like, hey, like, we'll make you look good if you make this, if you, you know. So I'm just thinking, like, how many times have we seen things that are, like, seen like, as, like, goodwill and it's just, like, oh, it's, like, behind-the-scenes stuff going on that we don't know about. Yeah, but see, I don't think Sony has that much to gain financially by doing crossplay. It just makes more sense for Sony and Nintendo, to me, because Sony's just going to bleed out customers. Right. Well, that's why. It sounds like this deal was designed in a way to, like, okay, like, we'll cover it. Basically, if you're bleeding, mm-hmm. we're just going to patch them, basically, right? Like, yeah. metaphorically patch it. Yeah. So. All right. Next one. <laughs> that one took a little longer than I thought. I was hoping. All right. Uh, next one comes from his radar, written by Hiran Cryer. It says, The Last of Us 2 gets high praise from Xbox's internal review team. Uh, apparently, Xbox's team's... We're big fans of the Last of Us 2 story and visuals. 
The Last of Us 2 earned huge praises from Xbox internal reviews team. Documents leaked from the Apple versus Epic Quartro, again, all this related to that, have revealed. Seen just below is a document that Microsoft requested to be sealed. It's like, we don't want them to know that we liked it. <laughs> Seen just below is a document that Microsoft requested to be sealed through the ongoing court proceedings composed by its internal portfolio team. The internal review of The Last of Us 2 praises Naughty Dog's sequel as seen, setting a new bar for what we should hope to be able to achieve going into a new generation of consoles. Okay, it's like a really massively long tweet. I can't read it. It's so small. But it sounds like the mostly good stuff. Uh, that's some big praise from Microsoft for a Sony-developed game. The review goes on to say that The Last of Us Part 2 is the exceedingly rare video game where what it accomplishes in moving forward the art of narrative storytelling in video games as a medium ultimately outweighs whether or not everyone likes it or even if everyone has fun playing it. I, I emphasize this because they're like quotations. We were frequently stunned by the quality of the game's visuals, something that sadly seldom happens these days, the review from Microsoft continues. It even more impressive oh, it's even more impressive considering that the game features two separate player characters with different group groups of allies in different locations, along with flashback sequences taking place years before. That's where the Microsoft's impressed by that. It's not that I don't think that's like that technically impressive, but I mean, to think of like a narrative standpoint. While the internal review is near universally positive, it's not uncritical of Naughty Dog's sequel. According to the Xbox team's write-up, so Naughty Dog's sequel improves combat from the original, but the gunplay in particular still feels a little subpar, according to them. While this is a fascinating look at how other studios compare games from their competitors, it also gives us some insight as to what direction Xbox's future exclusive games could take. For example, there's a section where the internal review talks about the lack of player choice, possibly being an issue for some players, Johnny. But those conducting the internal review write that player choice isn't necessarily something that should be in every game. For now, though, we'll just have to speculate on what could, this could mean for the likes of Halo Infinite and Hellblade 2. So that article comes to us from Games Radar. It's not news news in the sense like something's happening, but it's rare to see, get a look at what Microsoft or any of the big three thinks of the opposition in terms of like the games. It's weird. We don't really get that behind the curtain kind of look. So, uh, Johnny, do you, I feel like you... Were you part of this team? Because like, a lot of the criticism and praises were the same as yours. <laughs> what part of it? Well, they praise like the graphics and like the like the physics and stuff, but then they say they didn't like the I lag of play. It. Like they're they're praising it, but at the same time they sound smug about it. Like, well, we could do some things better, but I kind of disagree with it. No, well they they opened like the very first thing they said was, uh, I just read it. I was like, uh, where was it? Uh, they said that the game sets a new bar for what we should hope to be able to achieve going into a new generation of consoles. So it's kind of like we should hope. I don't. I don't understand that either. Like you know, we have the 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 skill set, and you're gonna do that, or like it's kind of like I hope I go running today. Like I, what the fuck is that? No, I see. It's more like praise. Like like man, like we should be able to do that kind of stuff too. Like why aren't we doing that already? Kind of stuff. That's how I saw. Is like. It's like, man, like we should be the ones doing that kind of thing. Okay, I got that. I, I do feel that way. That, but they 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 that me. right. So they do. There's some parts they talk about that like or like they say like oh like the the visual. Like, so we were frequently stunned by the quality of the game's visuals. 
Something that sadly seldom happens these days. That I don't agree with. What What are they talking about? I see visuals on Sony like that all the time. Really? I really do think Last of Us 2 is like the no, best they're really No, from... they're really up there for sure. The Last of Us. But, I mean, you still haven't played uh, Death Stranding. That shit looks fucking amazing. You said Final Compared Fantasy. Compared to Last of Us 2? You said Final Fantasy. Wait, Final Fantasy is strictly developed by... That's not first party. First party. No, I know, but it was Square strictly, strictly Square Enix, yeah. Um... Well, a ton of games look, like, damn near The Last of Us. <laughs> so you're saying their price doesn't go far enough, is what you're saying, <laughs> in that in that regard. Well, they sell, they sell seldomly. They say seldomly, Oh, right? that part, yeah. That sadly seldom happens these days. Uh, and it says, it's even more impressive considering the game features two separate player characters with different groups of allies in different locations, along with flashback sequences taking place years before. That, to me, just... I don't know. That doesn't sound like a technical achievement. It's more kind of like, oh, like the story is good because of it, maybe? I don't know. I like the part where they say whether you like the characters and the story and all that, it still propels the industry forward. Mm -hmm. I like that portion of it. I really disagree with the part of the combat, which I, I I had high standards for The Last of Us. I think you said that too, though. You said like the game, like, the, like this gameplay isn't anything like new. Well, I had like really crazy had a crazy standard for what the last of us could do right, right. and the way that they promoted the game with like the puzzles and the lasso and all that stuff mm -hmm. i thought we were gonna get a lot more but the combat it is really good on it i do I, remember like the thing i talk about here about the lack of player choice i do remember you talking about that once where like you wish there was like different endings or different outcomes for certain things for the end just strictly for the end okay so do you kind of mirror with like microsoft's view like man like it being so rigid in a storyline is like isn't that it's like a turnoff for some people just for this game okay uh then the other part that i liked were mentioned was how they said like although player choice is nice it's not necessarily necessary for every single game right no it's cool johnny i like to think in reverse that playstation's doing the same thing with like xbox when they look at xbox like i imagine like the internal communication at, at sony being like when the whole like that craig thing happened last summer and I so, was about to mention that. And so he's just they kind of have to like wonder about internals uh, from Microsoft. They just look at Craig and I was just, that shit. Can you imagine like what the emails would have been like right after that show? They'd be like, "We got this in the Fuck bag, it. guys. Yeah. Like it's already over." It's just like it's just like an email that just says, "Heh heh 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 heh." I don't know. It's really cool seeing like this whole behind the curtain scene thing. I wish um, I get like why they're kind of secretive. But I wish we could see more of this stuff. Like it shouldn't take a court trial for us to find out like what's really going on. How do you about? How do you feel though about a we should hope? Talking about them saying about the being able to do something similar. Yeah, we should hope to achieve. Like, what is that? To me, it kind of feels kind of like it feels like when you're like looking at somebody like take first place like on a podium. And you're just kind of like behind behind the curtains on the side off 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 stage. And you're just like, like man, that should be us up there, kind of thing. It's like we should be we should we are better than this like we should be able to do this too like why aren't we doing this kind of thing that's what it reads to me like yeah it sort of sounds like well i want to do this thing and i hope i can get there but it's not really likely that's do you think sounds like. do you think it's because like they realize like like one of the, they have like that x not not the xbox i guess you'd say but yeah kind of they have like the xbox mentality and when i say that is like the comments they make like huh, like, there's no, like, player choice. And, like, huh, like, it's not, like... Sony does a very thing with their, their first-party studios are very, like, like, sit back, let us tell you this story. Not sit back and engage with us and help us write the story kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? 
a Sony game, a, a Sony first party uh, experience. And correct me if I'm wrong, because you've played uh, Death Stranding. I imagine Death Stranding probably doesn't have like options, right? I imagine it's very linear in storytelling, right? Yeah, it's just here's the fucking story. I, I don't know why I use that. That's not even a first party game. I'm just so used to Kojima being associated with PlayStation. I guess that's why. But yeah, well, they gave him the funding, right? That's true. There you go. That's yeah. part of it. So just like them saying like, oh, we should be able to do this. I think the reason Xbox is kind of like kicking itself in the head, so to speak, is because like Xbox experiences tend to be more like interactive, more multiplayer, less uh, example. Halo, Gears, Forza. Like How's that the, interactive though? No, I'm saying like those live more like those live on like socially, right? As inter, as like interact like multiplayer experiences. We're like days gone. Like once you're done, like you're done. Uh-huh. Uncharted. Once you're done with Uncharted, you're done. Well, be, no, there's still multiplayer. Okay, it's, it's yeah, really okay, that's too. a bad example because there are really some good. Uncharted games. But like Horizon, like you're done with Horizon, you're done with Horizon, right? Like there's nothing. Like there's no like what if or alternate outcome or like second ending or whatever right well that was supposed to have multiplayer in it. Oh, i'm sorry it was supposed to have multiplayer in it and i'm pretty sure it's going to be in the next one so yeah your point still stands right so sony experiences are much more like sit back let us tell you a story mm-hmm. let us give you this experience there you go an experience there you go yeah so I think that's what they say when Microsoft was like, oh, we should be able to do this. is because they know they don't do that. They don't do deliver those experiences. They do mostly like, what game can we put out there that's going to survive for the next year? Like, you know, once we're done. So they kind of go the Call of Duty uh, route where they just kind of give you like a quick story. And then yeah, it's let's all get you, let's get you quickly on multiplayer. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And I think people who, who play PlayStation games like The Last of Us, as amazing as it looks, story, whatever you want to call it, whether it's great or not. What it's able to do, it's able to do because it's a focused narrative experience. Like mm-hmm. if it had a multiplayer on attached to it at launch, I think most of the conversation would have been like, okay, like what's what's the, what's the multiplayer like looking at it like now? You know what I'm saying? Anyways, that's my little rant, little tangent there. Uh, if you want, but your point is, Microsoft making those comments is probably just talking about the story that they tell. Yeah, and like the the single player experience they deliver isn't necessarily like the best. It's usually more focused on like multiplayer. Okay. It's like right. living on living beyond the sale of the game. Basically, here's your season passes, that kind of stuff like that. So, I, ma- I imagine Horizon wouldn't be as great if it came with a season pass, right, Johnny? Horizon? Yes. I don't see why not. <laughs> okay, Johnny decided to turn. Heel. I love Horizon. <laughs> I just want more Horizon. Okay, that's a bad so, example. Bad example. Then Last of Us Two having a season pass with the multiplayer. I know you want factions, but would you want factions with a season pass? Well, what are we going to have? We're going to have factions and it's going to be multiplayer. But I, if it's multiplayer, I want it to change over the years, right? You want that game to like survive and thrive for the next two, three, whatever years. Yeah, if they do it like Fortnite where you pay your 10 bucks and you get a bunch of loot. Uh, or you just casually play the mm-hmm. way saying the game was sold initially. That sounds fine to me. Next, our fourth story in the last of these Epic versus Apple themed ones. Epic Games versus Apple Court Doc reveals new games, including Metroid, Samus Aran, and LeBron James, much to Johnny's disappointment. This article comes from Liana Rupert, who is she's pretty cool. I actually follow her on Twitter. Very nice lady on Game Informer. As we head into the second day of the Epic Games versus Apple lawsuit. So this was Tuesday. 
because the, the lawsuit, the court session started on Monday. I urge you to check out our previous coverage here. Okay. So if you guys want to check out the whole story, you can find it on Game Informer. From monetary blocking to crossplay protection, the first day in court was a wild one. And that's not even talking about the screaming kids demanding to free Fortnite when the dial-in number was accidentally made public. <laughs> so in court, most not all cases, but most, some cases have it where like people can actually dial in into the court case and like have like their own like snippet or they can like inter- like say something. Mm-hmm. And apparently this, I remember, I, re, I forgot to include this in the thing for today, but I remember I read about this, how there's, how the judge quickly after that, I think it was like after an hour decided to like, okay, we're not doing the phone thing anymore because people were calling in like, either like, like this is an example of kids calling in, screaming kids demanding to free Fortnite, like, like basically put Fortnite back on Apple. To, like, <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine just a legion of kids like, like screw you, Apple. Like I'm done, judge. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Out of the numerous bits of information that was revealed yesterday, there is something that Fortnite and Nintendo fans can be excited for. With the inclusion of different heroes across various video game universes, a few more have been spotted in recently made public documentation, including a Samus Aran and Naruto for the Battle Royale game. Those are dope emotes, dude. Naruto? Naruto how do you say it? Naruto. Yeah, that's a dope-ass emote. What's the, There's an emote for that? No, I mean, imagine him. He's just running around. Oh, the Naruto run? Yeah. And then Samus would turn into the little ball, which is kind of OP. Little morph ball. Hide in, the morph ball. In little corners. There were a plethora of skins revealed in the documentation via The Verge, showing off various collaborations with Epic Games for Fortnite. But my personal favorite is the Samus Aran skin seen below. So there's actually an image of it, Johnny. I guess you can't see it right now because of the way it's positioned, but it looks kind of dope, actually. Kind of dark and gritty. Oh, they got images. Yeah. Well, uh, there's one for the Samus one, at least. Naruto, The Hunger Games, Katniss Everdeen. I don't care. The Bride from Kill Bill. So that's Uma Thurman's character, I believe. Okay. Die Hard's John McClane. Yippee that's Kaye. badass, dude. That's Die Hard, yeah. yeah. And more can be found. The list is wild, but not entirely unexpected when comparing it against an official survey Epic Games sent out to Fortnite players asking what they'd like to see next added into the online adventure. Have you ever answered that survey, Johnny? No. Okay. You can see the revealed character crossovers from page 20 and onwards in the below PDF of the release document. So I want to look at this real quick if I can find it. Um, the full document can be seen here. Let me see if I can open this if it doesn't take too long. Because I remember I saw a list of it earlier in the week and I forgot to save the list. But uh, Jesus, it's like 94 pages. Okay, I want to look real quick. If I don't find it within the first 10, we'll just look for it later. Damn, they have like an entire PowerPoint presentation for this. I'm just like all these stat. Okay, now I know it's in PDF form because like this is like all the publicly re- like revealed information for the the trial. Okay, so this actually look. It says create arcade style basketball mini games to showcase entirely new play. We move past the simple toy factionality into a Fortnite version of arcade basketball. There's an actual slide of like the guy who's the blonde guy that's always in the promotion for Fortnite. He has like the little the the scarf, the white scarf right here. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I don't know his name. But he like it's him playing basketball with LeBron, like an actual like there's an actual basketball mini game mode. Yeah, they have that with Neymar, this Neymar right now, and you kick soccer balls into uh, the goal. Did you say the Submariner? That's a Marvel character, Johnny. The more, the more, yeah. Neymar, who you're actually talking about, is a Brazilian soccer player. Soccer really sucks. Neymar and the more are two different people. One's fictional. (laughs) Yeah, there's a real person. How do you say his name? Which one? 
Namor. Namor the Submariner. Namor. And then Neymar is a Brazilian foot soccer player. Okay. So there's a picture here of LeBron. Uh, someone called Jay Balvin. Sounds familiar. Johnny, do you know who that is? I think he's like a performer of some kind. He's a rapper. I don't remember. Yeah, so there's like a whole proposal. Okay, now you see the slide. It has Master Chief, Kratos, and then Samus on the side. Samus, dude. That's a great lineup for them to put. Uh, I still can't find the one where it mentions everybody they would have had. Or who they proposed or whatever. We listed, right? We heard John McClane from... Um, who? Johnny, who would your... Be- let's, just, let's pivot this now. Who would your dream added character or Fortnite skin be for Fortnite? There's so many characters, dude. Okay, give me top five. Okay. Well, I can't think of any new ones right now, but right now... Someone I- who's not already in the game. Uh, um, or an alternate version, if you prefer. I guess Jason, Freddy. So Mortal Kombat, basically. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. But they already have Alien in there. They have... Uh, and Ripley, too, I think. They have Ripley. They have the Predator. Those are the characters that... Do have. they play like their characters, or is it just a skin? It's just a skin. Oh, uh, okay. Because that'd be dope if you could do, like, the thermal vision, like Predator and stuff. Yeah, but they have, like, themes in the game. Like, the Predator, you go to this jungle spot, and then you fight the Predator. You hear, like, the... Oh, that's cool. But new characters, I have no idea. I would okay. I don't really play Fortnite, but the I would play Fortnite if there was. Is there a permanent like Snake? They gotta put in Snake. Okay, I was gonna say, is there like a permanent Spider-Man skin? I haven't even. I've never even seen Spider-Man in there. Because I know they did some Marvel characters, but I don't know which ones. I think they did uh, Thanos. I know they did Captain America. Uh-huh. They had Wolverine, Iron Storm. Man. Spider-Man yeah. would make me interested. Spider-Man, Snake, like you said, Solid Snake. Yeah, that would be dope. Because then it would just be, basically, it'd be like... What was that emote? Just crawl? No, the cardboard box. Oh, you're right. Damn. Cardboard box would be the perfect one. Give me Spider-Man. I sound like J. Jordan said, give me Spider-Man. Is that? J. Jordan Jameson. Oh, yeah. Give me pictures of Spider-Man. I'm like, get me Spider... Give me a skin of Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, Solid Snake. Uh, That's crap. a good story tie-in with J. Jonah. How? Well, if he's just part of the story, like he... The oh, in Fortnite? Yeah, yeah. It's like, get me that Spider-Man skin. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they do it in the city, and then it has Jay Jonas in the It'd be like, was that one something Towers? That like, urban city? Tilted? There you go. Yeah. I don't even know that's in the game anymore. But uh, Solid Snake. Uh, a Crash one would be cool. Crash kind of... That's cool. That's cool. Like, I can imagine, like, his hammer thingy, the little pickaxe would be, like, the Wampa fruit or, like, the mask or something on there. Yeah, but they don't <laughs> really have those characters in there. They, uh, It's too... um. Like, his shape doesn't really fit the... Oh, because he's, like, humanoid, really. Yeah, yeah. Snake is, though. Spider-Man, too. No, yeah, those fit. Yeah. Okay. Give me those two, and then give me Cloud from Final Fantasy. That's a good choice, Cloud. His hammer can even just be a buster sword on its side or something. Yeah, we just got Tomb Raider. Really? Lara Croft mm-hmm. is in there? Which she, she use a regular pickaxe, or what? Uh, oh, it's the ice It's the ice one, right? Yeah, it's the ice one. There's three versions of her. Uh <laughs> The OG one and then um, the pixelated one <laughs> with like the triangle boobs and stuff. Yeah, that's funny. Anyway, so yeah, there's some. I, I'm just trying to think why they would get John McClane though. Like, who plays Fortnite that still understands what Die Hard is? Are they gonna get like the Yippie Kaye references and everything? Doesn't matter. I mean, in that case, we might as well go with like. I mean, John Wick is in it. Kind of the same. True, but that's more recent. That makes sense. It is, but. I think they, enough people will get it. I want celebrities, like, not just movie roles. Like, give me, like, Eddie Murphy. I would like to play as Eddie Murphy. Nah. In Fortnite? No, nah, not Eddie. That would be funny. Kevin Hart in Fortnite would be great. 
No, somebody. Not well, just like celebrity, but like a. Uh, what about an Elon Musk skin? SpaceX crossover. Tesla crossover. I think Elon Musk tr- transcends me a celebrity to the point where he's almost kind of like a meme in of himself. Oh, you know what would be great? The Doge dog. As like your backpack animal. Okay. Yeah. The Doge, Doge. dog. Yeah. And then you got like little Doge yeah, coins, like like <laughs> his parachutes of rocket, obviously. No, it's just have like the Doge look coin logo on the on the parachute kind of thing. On the No, he's got you gotta inter- integrate the rocket. Too. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, that's and enough. the car. The fucking car has to be in there. Alright, so uh, let's get to our final and last story. And guess what? This one's not related to Epic and Apple. So yay for that. All right. This last one is comes from VG247.com. That is written by Sharif Syed. I hope I'm saying this right. Syed, Shayed, Shade, Shayed, Shayed, Said. Sony is facing a lawsuit about its supposed monopolistic control of the sale of digital games on PlayStation. A proposed class action lawsuit alleges that Sony Interactive Entertainment has a monopoly on digital PlayStation games. The lawsuit, as reported by Bloomberg, calls out Sony's decision to limit digital game sales to the PlayStation Store. Huh, funny that. The lawsuit is mainly based on the fact that Sony stopped allowing third-party retailers in 2019, such as Amazon, Best Buy, and Walmart, to sell full game download codes leaving customers to only rely on the console's digital store, which is entirely owned and operated by Sony. This is why I stress to Johnny the importance of buying a disc-based version of the PS5. Never go with digital only, because then you just limit yourself to that market. This practice, according to the people behind the lawsuit, allows the company to control the price of games. Yeah. Compared to physical games sold at retail, some end up paying 175% more for games on the PlayStation Store compared to retail. I'm assuming they're talking about games that have been like heavily discounted, which of course is going to be more expensive on the PSN because physical games tend to depreciate in value faster, way faster. Sony's Monopoly allows it to charge super competitive, super, I don't know that's a word, to charge super competitive prices for digital PlayStation games, which are significantly higher than their physical counterparts sold in a competitive retail market and significantly higher than though they would be in a competitive retail market for digital games, the people said. It's worth noting that this is only a proposed case for now and may not end up going through. It's been filed with the U.S. District Court of Northern District of California, San Francisco. Uh, So the thing was, Johnny, uh, I don't know if you remember, but there was a time a couple years ago where you can go on Amazon and they had Amazon has like a digital section where you can buy like codes and stuff or like Mm -hmm. redemption. And you could buy like the like the we call it the PlayStation Plus like cards like for a year. Like for so you don't have to you know pay monthly or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like way cheaper than like buying them like month to month or whatever, right? They also had like the code so you could buy digital games through there, and I even bought like three or four of them because they were cheaper there compared to like on the PSN store, and so Sony allowed other like third party, like I said, like other third party uh, companies to sell stuff that way, and then it stopped doing it in 2019. So we haven't had this feature like in about about two years. Um, what do you think about this, Johnny? Do you think that do you think they have a case here? Because a lot of things they're talking about are like, I feel like if you're an informed buyer, then that's why you should go like physical because physical always depreciates faster. Do you think 
like even since at the end, like we're not even for sure if this is actually gonna go all the way through. Do you think that like, this is a case? It's not, it doesn't seem like a slam dunk to me. What do you think? Dude, I have no idea on this one. I just know I get the best deals on the PSN. I like that I compared can, to physical. Yeah, but I don't really go searching for physical. That's so true. I, I never really find the games that I want. Like if I go to GameStop, what I want is just usually not there. But you can just order through Amazon too. Like, do you ever look at the like? Do you still, go to I still get better deals on the PSN. Really? Yeah, I just have it on my on my wish list, and every couple months I check it, and it's at a decent price, like cheaper than any. I can else. tell you right now, any new game that comes out, if you go to Walmart, it's always ten dollars cheaper than like the whatever. Oh, else. for a brand new game, but yeah, I rarely get a brand new game. So oh, that's true. I I found the opposite to be true. I feel like being locked into the PSN ecosystem, like yeah, I don't want to be locked in, but on a personal level. I've just always had the best luck with the PSN. All right, but do you think this sounds like something that would go to court? Because to me, this seems kind of like a non-starter. Where it's like they have a monopoly. It doesn't sound like a monopoly on their it's own thing. system, and it's like you don't have to put. In a lot of ways, it's similar to like the Apple thing with Epic, where it's like Epic's like Apple, or like oh no, like Apple has way too much control of the market. I feel like Sony has even less control than mm-hmm. Apple does. So the Apple one's kind of looking like, well, this is dumb. I think the so- the Sony one's even dumber. Yeah. Or more dumb. I'm not sure which one's grammatically correct. But anyways, the point is, I feel like this is kind of like, this is going to be kind of like, a judge is going to look at this and be like, eh. And he's like, nah, sorry. Like, nah, it's not good enough. Or like, there's no, I don't think there's really a case here. Because then that means they have to go after Nintendo and also play Xbox. And like, what about those guys? Like, do they also have like, do they have to go after them too then? Well, this is strictly for digital, right? Mm-hmm. Is this any different than maybe uh Honda selling the car only at their dealers, brand new cars. Or, I think so. I think it would be. I get. I guess you could make the same argument. They would be like the same thing. How did that turn out? Or there wasn't. Was there a case? Or no, no, no. I'm not talking about something that actually happened. I'm just wondering. If, oh, hypothetically. Yeah. Uh, okay. I feel like there's not really a case to maybe to be made here. I think they only brought this up because they had the option before and then they closed it. I think that's why they're looking at it like, oh, it's like, why are you taking the option away now? Wait. So who's doing that? It, you know what? It actually doesn't say who. It doesn't mention the name. It just says the people. It just calls them the people at the end of the article. Well, does it give you a say anything? I imagine it's like one of those issues where it's like a, it's one lawyer presenting a group of people and it's like, hey, like, have you faced this issue or call mm-hmm. in now? You might be able to, you know, benefit from a settlement or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's like one of those dumb kind of like, um, when I was in university, I had a professor who, He's super into like legal stuff. Like he taught like constitutional law. Yeah, that's what the class was. And he told us how like a lot of people start cases or go or like file lawsuits, not necessarily with the intention to win, but with the intention to basically stress test the legal system. Like they'll file lawsuits just because like the law is vague enough, and they want to see they want to find out what the actual verdict will be. So not because they actually want to win. But it's usually like these third party groups, like these legal case studies, like they'll see something that's like vague enough in the law and they'll file a lawsuit just to see if, basically if the courts know how to handle it, kind of like practicing sort of. So I'm wondering if this is like a similar situation where it's like they don't actually intend to win, but they see like, oh, Sony had options and now is there now there's no options. Like, will this hold up legally kind of thing? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going on here. To me, it sounds like they it's it's this is gonna be over before it even starts. Was there a response from Sony? Nothing. Nothing at all. I think this was too recent for there to be a response. This was 
like two days ago and they haven't updated the article and I'm pretty sure there hasn't been an update so far so that's because I checked it this morning before I came over and there was, hasn't been anything new about that about that so uh, we got through all five of our news pieces Johnny and we're doing oh yeah we're about where I expect to was like almost in an hour right now so uh, Johnny what have you been playing recently? Oh, I just started um, Spider-Man. The story is really short. Da, 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 I'm enjoying it. Da, da, you said you beat it. Da, 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 I am one mission away from da, 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 beating the game. Da, 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 but I'm going to do some da, of the... Uh, da, 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 what was it called? The side quest. Da, 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 da. Are you going for the platinum? Yeah, I think I'll go for the platinum. I'd love to do, hear it. Do you recommend that I beat Spider-Man first or go through um, Resident Evil? Mm. so we can review one of those I recommend going through Resident Evil and then going back to Spider-Man as like a palate cleanser because if you're like me RE is going to leave you a little shook like how I am right now so play RE first yes and then go back to PlayStation I mean go back to Sp- Spider-Man if you feel like it okay. yeah because I want to play on Spider-Man what else do we play? I think that's it alright so I just finished uh, I finished uh, Resident Evil 8 this morning mm-hmm I started on Thursday night. <laughs> Funny story, my mom was actually over on Thursday. And then I started the game and she was like, because it started, like, it's not a spoiler because the game starts like in the first five minutes, like you're in your house, in Ethan's house. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at the screen and she's like, what movie is this? <laughs> like, it's not a movie, mom. Because like, the game's like, <gasps> like, no, like that living room looks way too realistic. Like, that can't be. Like, no, mom, like, this is, this is the power of HDR 4K right here. I didn't say that, but I kind of told her, like, well, this isn't like a normal high def mom. I didn't want to get into details because she was going to understand. But anyways, like that kind of gives you an idea for the production quality of the game where it's like you look at it. And it's like, Jesus, like the lighting. Johnny, I, I really didn't know what HDR was before playing on the on PS5. Yeah. I was like, HDR, is that like high definition something like more? I thought that's what 4K was, which HDR. Then I when I turned, I, I booted up the game. And then it has like all the settings stuff first right out of the way. And it says like, do you want any HDR? I'm like, yeah, I guess. And then like the screen, which was already dark, mm-hmm. instantly darkened even further. Yeah. Like it got even like, I, it looks like, like when the TV is off, that's how dark it looked. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh crap. So HDR has nothing to do with graphics. It's all about like, I remember, and I remember, I recall what you said. It has to do with like colors, like your saturation, like how bright bright and how dark dark is right yeah so like you know how in games when they have you like move this slider until the image you see is like nearly invisible or whatever right mm-hmm. on traditional games or traditional like ps4 like like it's never exactly that right like it's all like, oh, until you can't see it but like you can go all the way to the darkest and you can still see it right mm-hmm. on this one like i'm like oh yeah sure i went over to, like two like segments and it's like oh shoot like where did it go like i literally can't see it anymore yeah so I did like the thing adjust brightness, adjust darkness to like as as close as it could to like the instructions, and then uh, you know started the game. Obviously, um, I'm not gonna go into spoilers, story spoilers because you haven't played it yet, and that's not what this podcast is about. But from a gameplay mechanical perspective, uh, we talked about this earlier. Uh, Resident Evil Eight is really just a continuation of Resident Evil Seven. Like even right from the beginning, story wise, like it's basically a continuation of that, where it's uh. The gameplay uh, is very similar. It's first person. Uh, the way you like have your weapons hotkeyed to the D-pad is very. It's the same stuff. The way you move around, the way you don't see yourself, you just see your like, your limbs and your shadows and all that stuff. Your silhouette. Uh, the enemies function very similar. I feel actually the enemies are a lot closer to like how they are in Resident Evil Four with the villagers. 
obviously this game plays a lot with that because you have like the whole monetary system where you like you're able to upgrade your weapons you can like sell jewelry and treasures for money and then reinvest it into your, your gear and stuff from a mechanical standpoint you can tell that they kind of just took the same engine from re7 and it's it's the re, it's re engine right the reach for the was it reach uh it doesn't stand for resident evil it actually stands for something it's like I don't know how to name it. I thought it was just the RE engine. No, it's called RE engine, but it's an acronym for something. It's like Reach. The Reach engine, I think, is what it is. RE is for Reach. Okay. And because if you look at the logo, it's actually like a hand like reaching for like mm-hmm. a moon or something. So uh, that engine, again, continues to be very impressive. Um, by far, the scariest original game I've ever played. Like, without going to spoilers, there's a particular section where like I felt like goosebumps like con- continuously through the segment. And I don't really get that. And then I went on Twitter. Seven is pretty damn scary, though. No, I know. So it's, you're telling me it's even crazier than that. It's scarier than seven. And seven to me was like for the longest time the scariest one. Yeah. But eight is legions ahead in terms of like, I mean, there's action sections, but like when it's scary, it's very scary. When it's like actiony, it's very actiony. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really like half-ass things. Uh, the part I'm talking about, though, like without spoilers, is like, like I mentioned, I was very uncomfortable. It, this it felt more like something you would see in Silent Hill than Resident Evil, if that makes sense. Okay. And then, like, as I went on enemy types. You mean? In terms of like atmosphere for that okay. section of that game. All right, that's bad. And then I went on Twitter and to see like, oh yeah, okay, I wasn't the only one who was like, I saw people was like, oh, I, I, someone I read put a. It was somebody from IGN. I forget his name, but he was like, oh, I just got to the part where people. Uh, are t- we're talking about on, t- on Twitter. He's like, yeah, I, like, I nope the hell out of there. I'm like, okay. So I'm not the only one who was like, felt intense anxiety during that section. Cause like, again, not, sto- not spoilers, but it's just, uh, it's a, it's a load. It's a lot. So anyways, um, the RE seven sections, of course, like I said, like it feels scary. Uh, then when it comes to like the actioniness, when you're dealing with like the, no spoilers, but the werewolves, they like it because like, it's in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. But the enemy, the basic grunts are like werewolves and stuff, right? And those enemies, when you're fighting them, it feels very much like Resident Evil 4, where it's like very action-y. There's very, like, well, it's not a spoiler, but like, it even has like the same section in RE4 where like you're dealing with the waves of enemies at one point until like the artificial timer runs out and then they just like disperse, kind of like in RE4. So the game borrows a lot of elements from RE4. You have the castle, you have a village. You have the thing where you have to like look around and like shoot jewelry from the ceiling if you're not paying attention kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the things and themes from RE4 are present in this game. So if you're a huge fan of RE4, more so from a story or from a aesthetic standpoint, you'll enjoy this. Uh, it definitely feels more closer to RE7, probably because that's like the most recent game, obviously, and like the engine's based off of that. But... um. The game, I never found it too hard playing it on standard. I think the only times I ever died were moments where I didn't know what I was supposed to do. There are like three moments I can think of in the game where the game doesn't explicitly tell you how to survive a particular uh, situation. And it just becomes like a trial and error. And it's like, oh, I didn't notice. Like I could, there's like a crevice right there where I fit. Or like, oh, I didn't notice that like this lock I can actually shoot. Like all the other locks up until now didn't react but this one now i can shoot it's like okay the game you didn't you did a bad job of like setting up certain expectations and then breaking those expectations later but you're saying they did a good job with it no they didn't no they so, pulled out like a ryan johnson and subvert expectations by like up until this point this is how locks function oh until now now you can hmm. destroy locks and it's like well 
you didn't tell me that. Up until this point, I was like trying to destroy them and it wasn't working. So they don't have any indicators like there's blood stains or. There is indicators for certain things like, like uh, we see this in some games where like things will be painted yellow or how they. Are we reviewing the game? Because I like this, but shit, I want like a full review. Okay, let me just give my impressions then. Only then. Okay. Because I want a full review for this shit. Because okay, I, I got to beat it, too. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to go into story spoilers. I'm not going to do a full review. I'm just going to give quick impressions, rapid fire. No, t- tell me what you want to tell me. Because the next review is going to be, like, full-on Extensive. spoilers. Okay. So, my favorite thing about Resident Evil is the lore. Uh-huh. I love knowing about, like, okay, why is this thing mutated? Or why is this... Because, like, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen these women who turn into, like, bugs. That's what I want to know. That's... You see the very tall lady, Demes- I always forget how to pronounce her name, but with the freaking knife fingers. Demis- Dimitrisk? Dimitrisk? Dimitrisk, I think it is, yeah. It's like, why is she so tall? Yeah. Why does she have these knife hands? Like, what's going on here? Like, I want to know the lore stuff, right? Okay. And early on, you don't get a lot of that, and it's frustrating for me. It was frustrating for me because a lot of that ends up being, like, an exposition dumped near towards the end. It's like okay like here's the documents explaining why this and this i'm like oh okay i get it now but it's like for the longest time i'm like is this game supernatural i'm gonna make a wild guess she's an iteration of the liquor <laughs> no okay. because of the claws is that what yeah no nothing to do with liquor. nothing nothing to do with the t-virus i'll just tell you that okay? all right but it's very much like okay like i like okay that's the answer we're getting like okay like yeah it kind of skirts on believability but for the but it's not the craziest thing in the original story so I'm like, okay that makes sense i'll, I'll accept that explanation there's no uh, rock punching no there is a reference to it though i love <laughs> okay. it there is a reference to it a certain character says something and i was like wait what and i just started laughing but um when you get there you'll get there you'll know it um a lot of the lore, a lot of the story, the stuff that I love Resident Evil doesn't come out. It's the pacing isn't that great. When I say pacing, I don't mean like gameplay. I mean pacing in terms of like the story, like the exposition dumps don't come at you the way they I would want them to. Mm-hmm. The actual gameplay cycle, like the loop in yeah. terms of like explore area, pause, take a breather, calm down, explore another area. That's great. That ga- that feedback, that gameplay loop is good. Like there's sections like where. The game, uh, again, uh, trying not to get spoilers, is semi, semi open world. When I say semi open world, like you have sections that you can kind of tackle in order, not quite. There's like, actually, okay, that's not true. There's not like one section of the game where like you can do this or you can do this, but you have to do both. Okay. Oh, you're just changing the order. Yeah. Okay. But it's like the same thing. Uh, like the village is like the main hub of the world. I hate hubs, but okay. But no, in this case, it makes sense because the village is like the center of the map. Okay. So you're gonna be doing a lot. Of, there's a lot of backtracking in Resident Evil games, so you're gonna be going through there a lot, anyways. Be like, oh, like now this is open, or now I have the item to open this place, or whatever. So stuff like that. Uh, once again, game is super scary when it's actiony and like Ramboish. It's actiony as hell and very Ramboish like. Uh, there's some. There's not a a lot of connection to the greater overall Resident Evil universe, but there is a few connections here and there where it's like, oh, so that's where this idea comes from or stuff like that. Um, I don't love Ethan Winters as a character, really. Like I told Johnny before we started, his delivery, his... For a game that has such high production value, clearly, like, it, this game just, like, oozes production value. E- the Being stuck as Ethan is like, oh, man, like, this guy he has terrible dialogue. 
he's not he's not a great choice for a main character. The story explains obviously why he's a main character, but it doesn't excuse why he's just so kind of bland. Does it ever show Ethan? I don't remember seeing his face. Ethan, you can see his face in promotional. Like, there's like a... I saw an email like where it actually shows on his full-on face. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks sort of like a shaved Mark Hamill. Like a young Luke Skywalker lean guy. But in-game, like, even like his character... Like, you know how he can unlock, like, figures or, like, concept art? Mm-hmm. Like, his face is always like, hidden in shadow. But, like, the rest of him, like, you can see the rest of his body and stuff. But, like, Ethan Winters is not a fun person to play as. He's very kind of, like, like this. He just sticks out. Okay. And not in a good way. Uh, I like the bosses. I like the most of the bosses in the game. There's, like, one that kind of just, like, oh, like, I don't know what the what the concept was for this guy or whatever. Like, that, I don't want to get into spoilers. But there's a particular character to me that's kind of just, like, I don't get it. Like, you don't belong in this game kind of thing. Are there any portions, like, uh dealing with transportation like i like sections like the last of us where they jump in the jeep or uh resident evil 3 where they jump in the trolley i like that type of thing there's one section uh where you do have to use like a vehicle for like a specific combat section okay and there's a couple of times you have to use like a like a boat like a rowboat okay but uh there's no combat involved with that it's just like navigating to the next section okay so yeah, and there's no, like, rail shooter segments, if that's what you're wondering. Yeah, something like that. Nah, not really. Uh, and then for people with specific phobias, uh, I know there's people who are scared. Uh, there's certain people who don't play certain Resident Evil games because they have spiders. Don't tell them. Just... There's no, no, well, I don't know if, like, that's a deal breaker for them. That's why. Screw them. There's no spiders, so I don't have to worry about giant spiders. There's other scary, disgusting stuff, but I don't think there's phobias for those specifically, so I'll leave it at that. That's my... That those are my impressions on the game. Does that answer? Does that answer enough of your questions, Johnny? Yeah, I'm just gonna jump into it. Oh, one last thing. Uh, my finish time for the game was about eight eight forty five, about eight hours, almost nine hours. D- does it have a side mode? There's mercenaries attached. You unlock mercenaries after need, after. Okay. I said after need. after the after you beat the game, you unlock mercenaries. Like you say, you didn't die too much though. Huh? The only times I died were because I didn't know what to do. Yeah, pretty much. The game is actually kind of short. It feel it felt short to me, maybe because I binged it like after in like two days. Mm-hmm. But there is a trophy in the game. There is a trophy for being the game in less than three hours. So that kind of tells you that if you know what you're doing on repeated runs, like you can beat the game pretty quickly. Which isn't that egregious because Resident Evil Three Remake you can beat in less than three hours, and Resident Evil Two Remake you can beat in less than three hours. That's so fun. Even Resident Evil 7 has a trophy for beating it in less than three hours. So, uh, beat RE3 again? In the hardest mode? Bro, you gotta do it in the no, hardest mode. No, because I just didn't, I didn't feel like it was... I didn't see it rewarding enough for me to go through that again multiple times. Because I know I'm not going to be on the hardest mode unless I have, like, everything maxed out. Yeah, you have to be so efficient at that game. Mm-hmm. And then seeing Nemesis is so... Because even, like, regular zombies can take you down, like, in two hits. Yeah, it's so infuriating. So, like, why would I do that to myself? Well, just to try it. I'll try. It doesn't mean I'm going to complete it. I couldn't even get to, uh, back into the subway station. Really? That bad? Yeah. So he just punches you and that's it, or what? No, like, everywhere you go, you're fucking running. You got, like, it doesn't matter. You have shotties. You have the magnum. So you don't rounds. clear areas before proceeding. No, you can't. You can't waste ammo like that. You um, can't go around clearing places. That's why you have to go through it enough runs so you can unlock the infinite ammo stuff. I don't know if that they'll still let you get the platinum like that, but probably consider not. that. Probably not. 
Anyway, so that's what I played. Uh, well, actually, that's only what I played in the last three days. Before that, I was playing uh, more Returnal. Uh, I got to like the first boss again. Couldn't pass it. And I put my game to sleep mode and I got updated. Mm-hmm. And when it updated, it reset the game. And so yeah, that pissed me off. I heard about that. Also played a little a little of a Cold War. And that's about it. I, oh, I finished Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, that was that last boss battle is really cool. It's really dope. Like cinematically, it's really cool. And uh, looking forward, I I like Miles. I think I like Miles more than Peter now. Honestly, no, I like. Miles. He's more of a. He has more depth, more like actual personality than just Peter Parker. Yeah, but Peter's funny. Yeah, he comes with better quips and jokes. Yeah, but um, that's kind of more like two di- two dimensional though. No, it is. But Miles' story is just pretty sad. You know. It's like it's like Peter. There's, they're there's both missing that, the father figure. They yeah. have that mother figure. There's portions I skipped though with Miles for the story. Um, like I, I jump into it, I start looking at it, and then his mother's kind of talking to him. I'm like, this isn't really. I don't see shit blowing up. Like, <laughs> I don't see people. It's like, mom, is this important? Because I got I got stuff to do. Like, is this important? Yeah. Well, I just really want to get to the combat, you know. Uh, and so you're not there for the story then. No, I was. I'm definitely there for the story in all games that you know are like big triple a games but this one just doesn't do it okay all right that's fair enough uh since we're all caught up on everything we got through the news johnny let's go ahead and go into our final segment of the show the pitch oh, let's go. those of you who do not know i forgot i was gonna say oh oh no i was gonna say if you don't know now you know but that's not true because i haven't told you yet the pitch is a segment where johnny and i uh, take one jar full of genres, so like um, racing, first-person shooters, uh, RPGs, fighters, and then combine it with one another jar where we choose a theme, which is like the Wild West, World War II, space, the ocean, and we kind of just mash them together and come up with a concept for a game that works, uh, talk about who we want the game to be developed by, and then we give it a name. So let's go see Johnny. I actually even shook in mine. Have you got this one recently? Which one is it? Movie franchise. No, we've never gotten that one. I'm glad you roll these up. It makes them so much easier. I can actually feel like they're actually like getting like scattered. All right, let me pick one here. So movie franchise, that's the theme then, right? Okay, then you got these big stuff because this says colonial. Yeah, they And we've definitely done colonial in the past. That's yeah. not a genre. That's not a type of game. I mean, like, that doesn't tell me anything. This is gonna be tough. I think I'm mixed up because this one's a steampunk. Are you combining steampunk with movie? No, that doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. I think you. I think that one got mixed in with your jar of like. No, because they're both white. So every time we put them back together, we kind of get a couple. Okay, then we really do need to color code these. Yeah. Things. See, this one says RTS. Oh, there we go. Okay, what's a movie franchise we can make into RT? Art? Do you want to choose another one, maybe? I think we just did RTS literally last week. Yeah. All right, the better one of, of these to pick one. So, movie franchise. What do you have? No, this is Theme Park. That doesn't we mean... We did that one. Yeah, okay, which one's yours say? This is Open World. Okay, a movie franchise. Okay, you want to do that? Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Open World oh, Movie shit. Franchise. 
I was gonna say I like Rocky. I love the Rocky films. A Rocky open world, a open world Rocky game where you just go around just punching people, challenging them to fights. That would be dope. I would love to be like I would Rocky love to see in Russia. No, uh, well, no, well, no, because then the whole game would have to be in Rus- like Russian. Th- I would get so tired of that aesthetic what? of just everybody with a Russian accent. That would be that would get annoying Russian really quick. Russian accent and snow and I want Rocky in Philadelphia before his like first professional fight like him working up the ranks like he's got to beat up different guys and when he beats up enough guys he earns the respect of like certain like boxing coaches or you know what like, i'll take like let me show you some new moves and stuff and it's basically just kind of like uh so you go around training people no you, you go around getting trained all right and then there's a bunch of like little side stories where a liquor store is getting robbed and exactly well in the okay so in the first rocky movie rocky's actually besides boxing he's an enforcer for like a local mafios mafia guy okay so like he's like oh like so-and-so's owing me money like go get it so like, he'll shake track people down and like yeah like oh like donnie i forget what the guy's name is but he's like he's looking for his money he's like oh, i don't have it he's like okay well i'm gonna have to break a finger and he does that he in well sometimes he's nice sometimes he lets them get away if they promise to like you know pay him back so he's not the greatest he's not a great inf- he's not great at his job sometimes but um mm-hmm. the president is set there for him to kind of like do like odd jobs on the side like that so i think uh, unless you can think of a better franchise i'm going with rocky unless you can think of a better movie franchise well would you buy that game yeah but that's because i'm a huge rocky fan <laughs> I love it because I, 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 it's just Rocky going around like, hey, man. Like, I yeah, I, mean, I want to be some missions. I want to be a boxer, but I need to be like, right? He's just like a thug at first, right? A street thug. Like, he learned from the streets. Mm-hmm. But then as the story progresses, he becomes like a much more efficient, like, boxer. Like, he gets, like, the discipline. He learns how to move, be, like, light on his feet. Like, he develops, like, the, the skills that he has by the end of the movie. And then the game ends with him, like, I want the game to end with him like actually facing Apollo. Like that's like the ending, like like how the first movie ends. Okay. So like, in the movie he doesn't win. He ends up being like a tie sort of. Well, I mean, Apollo wins, but it's like you can tell like that was like a huge like decision because like Rocky was beating like the crap out of him. Okay. So I want the game to end kind of like that, where like, hey, like you went the distance, kid. Like you did all this. Like you're great and stuff. But like at the start of the game, like he's just kind of like. Like, I want to be a boxer, but I'm not there yet. Like, I don't have the discipline. He just kind of, like, he runs, like, side missions. I mean, he, like, does deliveries. He trans- gets around town, breaks up, like, fights, prevents, like, crimes. I don't know. It's, it's, it's basically GTA, but without the cars. That one's, that, yeah, that one's tough to me because it's, it's like, why does it have to be open world? This sounds like a linear. If it was Rocky, I'd be down. Because you could have like, the options, like explore all, like all of like Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia is like where all the Rocky films are mostly set in. So, but everything is boxing. Like to, you could do other stuff to earn experience. Maybe like he can. Like, do I carry a bat? Uh, do I upgrade like to a to a? He swaps out like his rags for better rags. So he eventually gets like the gloves and like different upgrade different gloves, different techniques. He learns how to do like a haymaker, maybe, or like an uppercut and stuff like that. And it doesn't have to all be boxing related. I mean, he can have like side stories where it's just like, hey, like deliver this from this to this, or like help so and so, like, you know, stay clean or whatever. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to. I mean, it's rocky, so it has to roll around boxing to a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the combat, the gameplay doesn't all have to be just punching either. 
And I'm saying he can't use cars because canon- canonically in the story he can't use an license. I gotta run everywhere in the open world. He game. can't drive. He doesn't get his license until like the second movie. That's like one of the biggest factors in a in an open world game, dude. He can fast travel. Tra- he can fast okay, travel. Is that enough? Does he take the, the bus, taxi, whatever, the train? There's a train in Philadelphia. He can fast travel. He just can't drive because he, in the story he doesn't get a license. He, even when he does drive, he doesn't know how to drive properly. See that? How is that going to work though? Because there's not like a train stop at every single stop. So is right. that going to take the train? Or a lot the of this is going to be on foot. A lot of this is going to be on oh, foot. That's rough, dude. It can be done. So if we make like the places where he has to go like close enough. So what's the bo- What are the boss battles like? Just like really tough, like gang leaders or really tough boxers, and then like as the story progresses, then it becomes like actual boxers. Boxers like he has like a tournament arc towards the end where he has to like fight enough and win enough to get the attention for him to even get the shot with Apollo. And then you get, like sessions like we like you can, like train where you have to like mash the button to like punch a bag of meat to get like stronger or whatever. Like little training montages, like da-da-da. what if you made this Cobra Kai? That's not a film. Oh, but it is technically a film franchise because it's Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. An open world karate game. Okay, that sounds dope. That sounds dope. Does it sound better, though? Yes, it does. Because at least there you have optional characters. Storyline, to me, that would sound better. Yeah, because kids get into all sorts of, like, trouble and stuff. Yeah, and then... And it doesn't have to be strictly punching. There's kicking involved, too, and, like, headlocks and stuff. Yeah, and then you can kind of see them grow up, too. Yeah. So, like, you got the school element to it. You got bullies. And this kid grows up, right? And then he has, like, an arch nemesis from his school that's become, like, this legendary fighter, but he's a jackass. There you go. All right. So, eventually, you got to get to him as a final boss battle. And then, in the meantime, you, you got to fight all the other kids, the goons that are, like, little yeah. kids to teenagers to... And then, like, even if you adults. can't, like, drive, you can still use, like, a bicycle or, like, a skateboard yes, to, like, yes. get so around. Could, and you have all different types of things. You could use rollerblades to skate to bicycle. Yeah. A scooter. And it's like, oh, shoot, it's those kids from the rival karate game. Like, they've, like, ambushed you or whatever. And, it's like, and then oh. they all have... See, I... It basically sounds like the war... Have you played the Warriors game on PS2? No, I've seen it, but... It sounds like the Warriors, but just, like, a PS2... It's just, like, with a Cobra Kai skin. Because I'm contrasting it to, to Rocky and things that Rocky probably wouldn't be doing is things like um, territories, you know? Rocky wouldn't be into <laughs> Exactly, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, if you got kids... This is closer to, like, GTA, but without the guns. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Simpsons, Simpsons Hit and Run, almost, in a way. Go ahead. And then you can also... Um, like, you, you can use, like, a... Maybe a paragon or a renegade. You can choose to yes. use. You can choose to use weapons okay. or not. You know, you can play the whole game. Just well, that like, works great because like one of the things with like Cobra Kai is like the the main character Johnny Lawrence. He emphasizes like he's like he he, like, he starts off with like winning no matter no matter what the cost. Mm-hmm. And as the story goes on, he's like like it does matter how you win. Like after a while, like he kind of he kind of becomes more like not softer, but he becomes much more like. Like we don't, he says like we don't do like that's like pussy shit or whatever, like hitting someone from behind or like or like he says those words or whatever. So I'm not being like 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 r- overly rude on purpose, but that's how he talks. He's like he's like that's bitch shit or stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. so, it becomes much more, it becomes much more like honor focused. So I have this like some kind of like honor meter where it's like, like the more the fight the dirtier you fight, like the more like maybe like you attract you recruit certain people who are more like minded like you maybe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if you're more honorable, if you're not, like, as dirty, then, like, you know, different, you get different opportunities or things 
go different different or better for you given certain circumstances like oh like hey like i wasn't gonna join you but like oh you're like a good person and like maybe it's okay yeah maybe it's like harder to be good in the game or something but more rewarding yeah or being evil is like much more like it's easy the combat's easier but you can pick up weapons if you're evil right you can take a bat or or just you know you just fight dirty or whatever like it's easier combat wise but then like outside the combat there's like repercussions for that like Mm-hmm. oh like you've angered like so and so now they're gonna send even more people after us or stuff like that kind of thing like you've yeah. just humiliate like this but, sounds good i like so this let's keep comparing them because if if you're doing rocky you have to strictly do no 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 i'm abandoning the rocky one i want to do the cobra kai one now okay because this there's much more versatility with like what you can do with it. Mm-hmm. it i also like the storyline how you're just a kid and then at the end you know you're and, an adult you got all your okay. skill sets and then you gotta fight that and then like the final games. game like the like we can do like even like an act one, act two, act three kind of thing where like each act ends with like the tournament arc kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Okay. Who would be well suited for this though? Because this is, I wanted to say Rockstar immediately, but I'm like. Well, hold on. Uh, where is this going to be? Uh, It takes place in the Valley, San Fernando Valley. Uh, that's a good choice because I was going to say like we could do the Valley and then we can do like Venice. It's mostly like Reseda, parts of Northridge. Uh, I think there's even Tarzana has mentioned in the show a couple times, so it's mostly the valley. Yeah, because the the tournament's called the All Valley like tournament or whatever. Okay, the valley sounds dope. Go to mm. Korea Town, Korea Town. All I don't know if that's of... part of the valley, is it? Yeah. That's L A, isn't it? L A is like sits a little south of the valley. Well, do we have to stay stuck in the valley? I just mean, I guess like... not. That just could be the central area, I guess. Yeah, I just say mostly on the coast. Yeah. Okay. All right, so. I think we got mechanics down. Uh, okay, so who, who who do you think should make the game? Well, I was gonna say Rockstar, but I don't, Rockstar, now I think about it, it kind of makes sense. Also, because well, Rockstar makes sense because they've done they did Bully, which is very similar to this concept, which is basically Grand Theft Auto for kids. Well, let's just combine studios. It should be Rockstar and uh, what is it? Uh, Nether Realms. No, that would do and say because this isn't Mortal Kombat. This isn't yeah, like a straight fighter. That's really heavy, yeah. That's like for an arena kind of fighter, one on one. We're not doing X rays and fatalities and shit like that. Yeah, you're right. So I want to say I, Rockstar would be the best one for this. My second would be one of the Ubisoft ones, maybe, because mm-hmm. they handle open world pretty well. I'm trying to think who would nail like the fighting though. Like I feel like, um, do you know the game Absolver, Johnny? By any chance? I've played it, but I didn't like it. Do you know what it's the one where you just do like the martial arts, the kung, the yeah, you input the it. different moves and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's also that one game that we saw coming out that looks just like it, like that that uh, what's it called? But it looks just like Absolver, where it's like the hallway fight with that with that dude. Do you Something remember Shifu? Shifu, 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 something like that. Shifu. Yeah. So I'd rather think of that studio, but they would be perfect if they could only just focus on the combat. Because Cobra Kai, like, it's, it's pure karate is what they do. Uh-huh. And it's very much, like, blocks and, like, punching are very emphasized and, like, certain, like, sweeps and kicks. So that would be great. It's just I wouldn't trust them with open world. So if they could, like, partner with Rockstar, that would be great. If not, then it could be either Rockstar or just Ubisoft. Ubisoft would have to work because they have... They're great open world, but, man, when it comes to the actual combat, like, they're, not, they're, they're terrible. So what about... What what's the side stuff? Because I really just don't want to do like strictly fighting and the side stuff, like the side missions. I like the idea that you so, could just take a bicycle, you know, and then cruise down Venice. Well, they do travel. that a lot in the show, in the movies, in Karate Kid. 
I mean, there's a lot of things they do. They do like uh, one of the big major fight scenes is at the mall. Uh, they go to the arcades like in the in the Karate Kid movie. Like they visit golf and stuff. You know golf and stuff. No, it's like a kind of like a kind of like Scandia what we have here. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of like like mini games with like golfing and stuff like that. So you can put like a little putt putt mini game in there. You can also do other stuff that's not strictly fighting based. Like uh, well, you have to maintain your grades at school or athletics or yeah, like like hobbies on the side. You that's gotta... too tedious for me. Okay, like that's like heavy like. Um, well, it's just well. What kind of things do kids get into trouble with or do? Like, well, gotta, what I mean for side stuff is like, say, uh, say you're like down a, a neighborhood, right? And it's the the hills. Well, you're up in the hills, and then you see like a gang that's on the opposite side of the, like the neighborhood, and they chase you down. But you're on the bike, so it's a chasing. Okay. Yeah, or maybe we said side activities. I thought you meant like the stuff to break up like the monotony of like the main missions. So when you said side activities, I thought, like, mini-games. Are you talking about just, like, scenarios for the main story, then? Well, when you compare it to to uh, Grand Theft Auto, their mini-games are, like, they have a crazy focus. Like, There's you could play pool, you're... you could play arcade. That's, There's like, bowling. Too... Yeah, I mean, um, something like... Uh, the drinking game. You try to drive What's drunk. another open world? Uh, like, uh, Assassin's Creed. Well, they... There's the drinking game. There's the rhyming rap battle uh, I forgot what the word is called. Uh, uh, I don't remember what the word is called. But basically, you have to like find the phrase that best rhymes the phrase the other person just said. Mm-hmm. There's darts, not darts. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Grand Theft Auto again. But there, yeah, there's like the flighting. Flighting is what's called when you like talk crap about each other back and forth, but it has to rhyme. Flighting. Uh, there's also what's the other one the drinking game where you have to drink drink as much beer as the other person does before them uh, until someone passes out there's also like you collect there's collectible stuff like you find like j- codex entries and stuff like you find new songs for you for your crew to sing when they're sailing there's a lot of that like, collectible stuff on the side too okay I mean you could add that in it's just not I would have been I would have came up with like a side story like oh there's like these like specific you know dojo that's trying to take over the place like hey like in between missions i got for these people and like you, know, you beat them you get to keep their their belts and you collect like, a certain amount of belts or something like that that'd be cool i think you just take their stuff like you take their pogs <laughs> their pogs their pokemon cards cobra kai is set in the modern setting johnny this isn't 90s why can't it be the 80s okay then it's just karate kid then okay Okay. So let's just make it in the 80s. All right. So Karate Kid, it being taking place between one of the movies or something like that. Okay. And the characters that, that would be in the game too would be like a, you have your sister that's always trying to beat your ass type of thing, you know? <laughs> like you're the little... The little Wait, so we, do we have like a... Uh, can you choose to be a boy or a girl or just automatically the guy? No, let's go with the guy. Okay. That's fine with the guy so you like is it like a character editor or yeah sure i love that shit sucker for customization we go with the 80s hairstyles and stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) with a freaking like red like michael jackson red leather jackets and stuff and freaking like a bomber bomber jackets and like the full 80 look with everything with the teased hair and stuff that'd be dope so we're giving this to rockstar then we kind of kind of settled on that right yeah, let's go to Rockstar. I will. I just don't trust Ubisoft that well for it. So Rockstar, if they could do it, that'd be great. Uh, the name, I guess, would just be Karate Kid, right? It's like, some, like, 
Not necessarily. I you have to expand on that. Well, you can't make it about that universe and not have the name in the title. Oh, that's have to have right. A, We're doing movie franchise. Yeah. Shit. So we have to have like a subtitle to go with it. Like Karate Kid Chronicles or Karate Kid. But we got to, it says it's in the 80s. We got to combine that too. Well, the Karate Kid's already in the 80s. Do we really have to add more 80s to it? Well, I mean, if we're doing a subtitle. Oh. I would have done like Karate Kid, the new new class or the new dojo or something like that. Or uh, Karate Kid belt or Karate Kid... Enter, enter the black belt or something, like, something like that, something combat-y sounding like. I mean, the Karate Kid logo. If you wanted to get the eighties theme, you could have like that. We call it the we call it retro steam or steamware or what do you call it? The pink orange hues. What they call? Oh, vaporwave. There you go. You have that like in the logo, so like people see that name recently. Oh, this is eighties. Like just by looking at it, they'll know that. With like, it has it has like the vector grid kind of look to it. Yeah, it's fun. That works. But yeah, yeah, I'm done for that. So Karate Kid. Chronic, I, I Chronicles, but I mean that's not the best one. Uh, Karate Kid, the Legend or Legacy or whatever. Okay, I'm content with that. All right, all right. So I guess with that we kind of settled that. That's kind of done. Johnny, do you have any last closing thoughts or ideas or anything you want to say? No, I think we should be able to review Resident Evil in two weeks or so. Maybe next week. You said it's eight hours, so that sounds doable. Yeah, it's not that long. And that's with me being very thorough to explore, like, like why is this area of the map still red? Like, I wouldn't leave until I turned blue. Mm-hmm. So that's with eight hours. So I think you should be good. As usual, I implore anybody who wants to reach out to us to for us to read something, but answer a question, or you want to tell Johnny you don't like his voice or you don't like his face, reach us at DualSensePodcast at Yahoo.com. I know, I know. Everybody has something against Yahoo for some reason, but it again is DualSense Podcast at Yahoo.com. There's nothing else really to plug. It, we talked about video games pretty much a lot on here, but if you guys are interested, I do occasionally write on the side about video games for uh, Geek News Now or GNN, as it's also called. So if you want to listen to me, I mean, read my thoughts about certain games or certain things, you can check me out there. Uh, until next time. Uh, drive safe. Look both ways before crossing the street. That's about it. Be safe. Goodbye. Bye, guys.